Hi, welcome to the Innovation Game, a podcast by the IP specialist law firm Potter Clarkson. My name's Rich Wells. I'm a senior associate patent attorney, and I'm joined today by Emmy Hunt, who is a partner in the trademarks department. We're going to talk about what intellectual property considerations you should have when you plan to launch a brand. So, Emmy, how how are you today? I'm fine, thank you, Rich. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's the first day of December, so I was enjoying my morning advent calendar chocolate today. Um, but yeah, so can't grumble. so yeah ip considerations for when a brand launches so say i want to come up with some sort of brand um at this early stage what would you say the most important ip sort of considerations i should be thinking about are so from a trademarks perspective, um, one of those important considerations has got to be your ability to register the trademark at a registry, at the relevant registry. Um, and the reason that um, your ability to register the trademark is important is um, because that's what's going to allow you to enforce the rights at the end against third parties and also to exploit those rights if you want to, for example, license them or uh, sell them or anything like that. So that ability to register is, is key. But the other um, the other consideration that you've really got to have is also your freedom to use the mark. And that really comes about um, in relation to other parties' rights. So what other third parties might be out there who already have registered rights um, or unregistered rights and that they might want to enforce against you? So if your new brand is going to tread on the toes of an existing brand, then you want to know about it now. You don't want to know about it once you've launched your brands um, and you have to backtrack or withdraw the brand or anything embarrassing like that. You want to find out at the earliest possible opportunity. So that's that freedom to use question is um, is also key. And it's also the one that's often overlooked. Yeah, I could imagine when people have their brand, I guess it would be, you know, a logo, a name, a tagline, I suppose. Yeah, there is a a clamour to to get their own rights. But yeah, it is often forgotten from a patent perspective as well you know Mm -hmm. what other people might be doing um so focusing on you know those third party rights your freedom to 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 essentially use your brand um how do you go about checking um for whether there's any any third party rights out there and in the the timeline of developing and launching a brand um when should you do that do you think yeah so um what we would usually advise to clients is to carry out some clearance searches. Um, And I'll explain in a second what a clearance search would involve, but in terms of the timing, you really want to do this um, as early as possible. So before you launch, um, before you invest too much time and attention to your new brand and before you, you you know, before you become so wedded to it that it becomes difficult for you to to change or or walk away from. So so do these things, you know, as early as possible. and, and what the clearance search really involves is looking at the possible sources of other third party rights. So the main one that you're looking at is the trademark registers. So in the UK, you'll be looking at the UK trademarks registers to see what um, to see what trademarks have already been registered or have been applied for before you, um, because those rights might be enforced against you in trademark infringement proceedings. Um, And the other thing that you might want to look at is databases which could show where unregistered rights exist. So, for example, things like company name databases, domain name databases, all of those kinds of things can show where people might have used a conflicting mark to your planned 
brands um, in a way that could generate goodwill. And that goodwill might be enforced against you in the UK under the law of passing off. So it's really just about sort of trying to trying to look at um, what what registered and unregistered rights might exist in the new brand. Um, in, sorry, that might conflict with your new brands. And the other thing that um, it's also worth thinking about is, you know, the new brand is presumably going to be a name, but it's also, it might also be other elements. So things like logos or other aspects like slogans and uh, maybe even something like a sound or something like that. And those are all things where there might be existing trademark rights or goodwill that could be relied upon by a third party to, to prevent you from doing the thing that you are trying to do or, or that you, you're planning to do. So those are all things that um, can all be looked at in the in the context of the clearance search. Okay, yeah, so it's, it is a mix of these both registered and unregistered rights which which could 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 pose potential banana skins for your, your brand launch. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you sort of mentioned um, about doing it before you're wedded to your 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 brand idea. So would you initially take sort of a selection of potential ideas and how how would you work that? Yeah, that's a really good way of doing it. Um I think um particularly when you're looking at at new brands that are brand names, then typically the process is to look for several alternatives. Um and you know it quite quite commonly a business will look at um developing maybe sort of four or five different brands and then deciding which ones you know um which ones the ceo likes best or, or whatever or which ones you know which ones go through the marketing focus groups and things most successfully and all of those kinds of things are sort of all considered from the business's point of view but it, it is also important to consider the legal risks at that stage as well so um so one of the things that um you can do is kind of do some screening searches so if you have a short list of brands so let's say you've got five possible brands that you're looking at um, to also carry out some screening searches against those five brands to see which ones might have you know really obvious conflicts that mean that actually it's not even worth you know putting it in front of your CEO to see if it's if he likes it or not because there's no way that you can really make that work and um, I think once you've got that that shortlist and you can sort of screen it and see which ones um, are worth pursuing then you can start looking at maybe having a more detailed look at those brands that um, that, that are worth investing the, the time and energy into in, in developing. So I suppose in terms of best practice, what I would generally recommend doing is, um, is taking a short list of brands, screening them, getting it down to maybe two or three, and then carrying out a full clearance search. So the full clearance search is the one that would look at, um, you know, sort of online sources and other um, other resources that might identify unregistered rights as well as just the registered rights position and from that full clearance then you can have a full risk assessment of what what the likely problems might be if you go ahead and launch that brand and how registrable you might um how, how registrable it should be um so i think that clearance search process is really it should almost be thought of as, as being a two-step process yeah it, by the sound of it it kind of aligns with what you'd imagine the practicalities are with developing a brand you come up with some ideas first and then as you go through your process of picking the one you like it's quite nice I guess like you say at that point to to know what whether there's an element of legal certainty about whether you'd want to use it so now that that two-step approach yeah does does seem to sort of fit a commercial reality as well um, I, think so. I think one of the problems that we often find is that um you know that first step is often missed out so um so a, a brand will be 
almost ready for launch and then we're looking at clearing it um, and then you find problems but then it's almost too late to go back to the drawing boards come up with a few alternative brands and whereas if you if you build in the clearance process as part of the brand development process then you know you often avoid some of those hurdles and it can take you know overall it should take less time and money to do it that way but it involves a certain amount of organization and planning which is, is a bit of a luxury sometimes so I appreciate you don't always have that. No but I could imagine that the, the prospect of not having to start again which no one wants to do is it was you'd, you'd hope would be a, a good motivator. Um, so who should be thinking about this type of exercise I guess if you're a you know prospective brand owner you can see that that they would have an interest in this but you know what other entity stakeholders in a project like this would would find this this kind of process of um, these these IP considerations important to the branding process? Yeah, so really it is any any kind of any creator of brands. So within um, big organizations that there's usually, you know, an in-house marketing team and um, brands can be developed in-house um, and it's worth you know that brand clearances should be conducted um, by them at, at the stage of creation as well. But also um, marketing and brand agencies who are employed by companies to to create these brands for them um, should also be thinking about what legal issues might arise from from the brands that that they're creating on behalf of their clients because you know there's there's nothing worse is there than um, asking someone to create a brand and then being told by someone else that they you know you can't use it um, so it's it's kind of be a bad day bad day at the office wouldn't it well, it's a bad day at the office for everyone, isn't it? Because yeah, it's yeah. it's it, you know it's bad for bad for the clients of the brand agencies, but also bad for the brand agencies to um you know to be to be in that position where the legal the legal obstacles are kind of um you know an annoyance that crop up at the ends rather than it being a sort of consideration that, you know within the process. Um, so right. yeah, so really I think you know so everyone everyone benefits from early brand clearances. No, that makes sense. So no, thanks for that. I mean that was a no, it was a really good overview and practical explanation of you know what, what you should be thinking about from an IP perspective with a brand launch. So if you wanted someone listening to this to take away three three important messages, um, what would they be? Well, I suppose the first message has got to be search early. Um, you know, if you're going to carry out any searches, you should do it early, early enough that it's still uh, secret uh, you know you you've kept the brand under wraps you really don't want to be going around publicizing a brand and then and then clear and searching okay. it um so yeah so if, if you can maintain some confidential confidentiality around the new brands um before you start clear and searching and definitely before you start registering brands and things and that's that's kind of like the first first key consideration and then i think after that is obviously this question of how to carry out your clearance searches and i think if you've got like I say, if you've got the time to do it and you can be sufficiently organised, then trying to do that in sequence or in sort of prioritised um, system is is sort of the best way. So creating a short list of brands that you're looking at, carrying out some initial screening searches and try and get an idea of what problems might exist. And then from that short list, work through to narrow them down and then carry out much more detailed searches on those marks that carry less risk, less apparent risk, um, so that then you can make a sort of an informed decision on which brand to, to go with um, based on the clearance searches as well. 
And then I think the third tip is, um, you know, once you've got your clearance searches done, um, then you should really be trying to protect them as soon as possible. So once you've got the confidence from the searches that you're you're going to be okay to press ahead, then start filing trademark applications and and get those marks registered in territories that you're going to be interested in. Um, and also, I suppose watch and make sure that other people are not are not registering similar similar brands to you as well. Use those rights that you're you're getting um, to prevent other people as well. No, thanks for that. I think that, that that's really, really interesting and quite illustrative of, of how important it is to consider these these issues, because I think most people that develop a brand would immediately jump to wanting to work out what their brand is and then protect it, say, with trademarks. But in some ways, that's one of the later things you need to do in this whole sort of this whole process of considering IP as part of a sort of an integral an integral part of your branding procedure, if you want to call it that. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that, that, thanks for that, Emmy. And obviously, um, here at Potter Clarkson, we've got a big team of very experienced trademark professionals that can can help with any element of clearance searches or registering trademarks. And um, to support our offering, we are launching a product, a clearance search product called um, Safe Launch. Um, is there anything you want to sort of add to? the name of, of that which, 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 which is what I brought to the table. Yeah so what, what Safe Launch is really designed to help help clients um, follow that process exactly so so Safe Launch provides a fixed price um, search package which will allow cl our clients to carry out identical screening searches in the first instance so that they can narrow down those potential brands to maybe one or two that are going to be of, um, of interest to them and then a fixed price full clearance search that provides them with a full legal risk analysis so they can decide whether they're happy to proceed and then on the basis of that of course then they can go and register lots of trademarks to to protect their position and allow them to enforce and exploit those rights in the future. Thanks for that that sounds that sounds great um, so yeah um, I hope you found that useful and um, information about safe launch can be found on our website www.potterclarkson.com uh, this has been the innovation game can find it on your usual podcast repository spotify youtube soundcloud um my name's rich wells and yeah i've been joined by emmy hunt and thank you so much for listening take care